listening to the best damn podcast that the internet has to offer. From the Sniper of Snipers. They talk about my one-taps. The Gamer of Gamers. Hail to the King, baby. And the best damn charity streamer that the world has ever known. Get back to work, you slacker. That's right. This is the Clock Nine Show. Now, I would like to introduce the one, the only, me. <sighs> okay. I'm 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 aggravated right now. I'm a little irritated. <clears throat> we'll get that to in a second. Let's thank our sponsors first because this podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. I use Podbean to host the Glock 9 show. Make sure to download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Go download it, everybody. Okay. So I remember I talked about on stream. <laughs> this is going to be a very uh, different Glock that you guys see today. You know, we were going to host some fights and stuff like that in Gilded or Discord or whatever and watch them together. But let me let me start something off here. Um let me let me get into the fact of if you guys went back and listened to if you guys went back and listened to the podcast of me talking about my my history and MMA and stuff like that, you guys can go back and listen to that episode if you guys missed out. I want to get all into that. We were kind of talking. This isn't one of the things where oh I have experience, so I had the right to be mad or anything. No, it's just I I have a different understanding. I have a different understanding when it comes to this kind of thing and. So let's talk about let's talk about why I think this TikTok YouTube stuff is disrespectful to the sport of boxing. Let, let's talk about that first. We're going to talk about the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight in a second, but we're going to talk about what goes into training and to be a professional fighter. Like you don't understand. Like the what, what really has been irritating me, and if you guys actually go and listen to it and stuff, a lot of these guys are acting like boxing and fighting in general is easy it's something it's funny and this and it's one thing if you're going out there having like a celebrity like boxing match you guys aren't really you know professional boxers but like jake paul he's pissing me off because he keeps saying this is easy bro this is easy you know like it's just disrespectful i mean and so you know these tick when they have the tiktok versus youtube event you know all these guys are going out there talking this smack about their their real fighters and uh, they can take on anybody and this and that. It, it's just honestly getting irritating to see these guys go out there. And, you know, I, I don't understand how these events are putting on better numbers but than actual boxing fights. But you sit there, it's just disrespectful that they get more promotion than actual boxers. Because if you look at the, it, not, not MMA, not Muay Thai, just boxing in general, these world championship boxers have been training since they were four or five years old, sometimes even earlier, and putting the hard work in and that's all they really had growing up. You know, if you actually, you know, look into a lot of these champions, they weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. It's and it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, I've talked about it many times why I quit doing it is because if you really want to become a professional fighter and do this full time, you have to train like it's a full time job. Eight, ten hours, twelve hour days of nonstop work. And I you know, and when I decided to have kids, I decided that wasn't 
a future that I wanted to have. I didn't want to be in the gym for eight hours a day trying to be a fighter when I want to be at home with my kids and my wife. That's why I ended up stepping away from it. And I want to get back into it for fitness reasons, not for competing. You know, I'm, would, I wouldn't turn it down, honestly, but I wouldn't want to, you know, at my age, now I'm 30 years old, I'm not going to go out there and try and become, you know, a professional boxer or fighter again, you know, or try to re research my, my career that I had in it. But no, so, you know, these guys are going out there and these guys are talking all this stuff about, you know, boxing and how they're this they're that they're they're great you know they're better than you know anyone in the boxing game it's just disrespectful i i don't agree with it i don't agree with it whatsoever i i, I think it's it's a lack of respect and i've talked about it on the on the episode you know when uh that's episode 49 on episode 49 uh i talk about in there of one of the greatest things that you get from training in martial arts or training in boxing, any any combat sport, what you're getting out of training is discipline, respect. Yes, there's people that go out there and try and sell the show, you know, sell the fight, this and that, which like Jake Paul kind of does and stuff like that. But there there comes a limit. Like I love Conor McGregor. I think he's an absolute freaking riot. I, I think he's hilarious. But there comes a point where you go too far and, and which Conor McGregor has been doing lately with the, you know, and it all started with when he went after Khabib with the, on the bus and through the, um, dolly through the window and, you know, talking about his dad and talking about his wife. There's just certain things you don't do, right? You know, there's just, there's an unwritten rule, you know, and same thing when it comes to, you know, these guys trying to sell these boxing fights, disrespecting people that have been working their whole lives for, for, for this. And, and, calling it easy when you know darn right well you would never make it in there with a real boxer these guys are fighting these guys are fighting other youtubers and tiktokers who have no experience and it that and that, those are even fights those are that's absolutely fine i have no problem with you putting on these fights youtube versus tiktok whatever it's the fact of when you're trying to sell it as their real fights and you're trying to act like they're better than fighters that are out there but then you won't actually fight real fighters you know, that's that's when I have an issue with it. You 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 guys are it's a clown show, in all honesty. You're watching very unexperienced people fight unexperienced people. And it's not it's it's I think it's entertaining because fights in general are entertaining. Anything sanctioned, I'm not a fan of unsanctioned fights. I'm not a street fight guy. People try and try try and send me street fights and stuff like that. I'm not into that stuff. It's not safe. People can die. It's it's that's not no, but you know, if you guys want to go out there and start a Twitch versus Facebook gaming or something like that, you know, it's like, okay, cool, but don't sell it as these guys are, can be world champions. These guys are one of the best in the world. And Jake Paul, he can take on anybody. I'm going to get, I'm going to get into Jake Paul in a second. I'm just tired of the disrespect towards the sports and not just sport, the sports disrespect towards MMA, which is people don't understand is completely different than boxing. MMA and boxing are two different things. In reality, I don't even really call boxing fighting. Boxing is a science for a reason. Yes, it's a combat sport, but it is a science. There's, there, it's completely different. Your stance is different. Your movement is different. Everything is different in boxing, MMA. MMA is completely different than Muay Thai. Muay Thai is completely diff different than traditional kickboxing. They are all different in their respective you know, categories, but... That's why I'm getting irritated with this whole just disrespect thing. So 
Let, let's get let's get into Jake Paul period before we even talk about the fight that happened tonight. So Jake Paul, who I have never been a fan of. I used to be a fan of Logan Paul. You know, I, I thought Logan Paul was funny back in the day and stuff like that. And, I, and so with Logan Paul, I used to watch his YouTube videos and stuff like that. Now, the YouTube video that got Jake Paul in trouble, if you guys didn't see it, he was in, I think, Japan. Uh, and they went to a place called, number one, it was called Suicide Forest or something like that. And they came across somebody that was hanging there. Like, they were literally hanging there. They hung themselves. And basically, he recorded himself and re recorded it. And now I give him benefit of the doubt because I'm the same way in awkward situations. I kind of laugh and giggle and stuff like that and try and turn an awkward, awkward situation into a funny moment. But here's the thing. You still edited that video and had it put out. So there's a difference between the video being leaked and someone showing it. You actually turned it into a YouTube video and allowed it to be released. And then you were wondering why there's backlash on it. Like that you're, I mean, I, I, there's one thing if you wanted to talk about the experience there, but you actually posted the video of the dude hanging there. Yeah, sure. His face is blurred out, but still, I mean, that's just a bad idea, but no. So, you know, I used to like Logan Paul. I've never liked Jake Paul. He's always annoyed me. He got famous off of his, off his brother's back and stuff like that. You know, that's just the way, that's just the way it is. It, 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 you know, it is what it is. But the Jake Paul and Logan Paul, they end up doing the, whatever that event was, uh, I forgot what it was called, but they, it was like they fought, I think uh, Logan Paul fought, fought KSI and um, Jake Paul fought Anderson Gibb or something like that. I think that's his name. Uh, I'm trying to look it over now. His real name is Ali Lou, a British YouTuber. Anderson, Anderson Gibb or what? I don't, I don't know. Um, but he went out there and fought him. TKO'd him. The dude was trash. They both, you know, first round, two minutes in, TKO's him. Then, you know, so it's like whatever. You, 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 two, you guys are both YouTubers. You both had no experience at all. And next thing you know, they, he fights Nate Robinson, a former uh, NBA player. No boxing experience whatsoever. None. No boxing experience. He's been, yes, he's a, just because you're an athlete does not mean you're a good fighter. You know, and, you know, again, he, and when he fought, fought Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson's like 35 years old and never boxed in his life. And he ends up knocking him out in the second round. And, okay. Then you, then you go after Ben Askren, who is a former UFC fighter, respect, you know, respected UFC or uh, MMA fighter. You know, he, he won 19 fights in a row, and then he got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal, and then he lost to uh, Damian Maya by TKO, and then didn't fight, you know, didn't fight in MMA since. He was going to retire anyways. He just came off a hip surgery, and he he signs to fight Jake Paul while not even training, number one. He, he, dude, he was super overweight. He just came off, just came off of his, uh, his surgery, and... I'm I'm gonna say it. I don't care what anybody says. I'm I'm gonna absolutely say it. I truly believe that that fight with Ben Askren was fixed. One hundred percent agree or or believe that it was fixed. And here's the reason why. Number one, if you know who Ben Askren is, Ben Askren does not have social media. He does not care what anybody thinks about him. 
Uh, he he can care less if people hate him. Um, he can he can care less. You know he you know and then before someone corrects me, yes, he has social media, but he really doesn't uh, post anything like ever. But no, so it's one of those things where he doesn't care what anybody thinks of him. He lives in the country of but f nowhere. <laughs> like he literally lives in like the middle of nowhere. I think in I Iowa or whatever. And he basically took a fat payday. Uh, when you look at the punch that he landed on Ben Askren, he was already moving away from it. It wasn't even that hard of a punch, and then just goes down. And then they call the fight like immediately. He wasn't out cold. He was still he was still awake. They didn't give him a standing ten count. You know, really, they just called it. And then he just smiled and laughed the whole way at the bank. I've never seen somebody in my life so happy to be TKO'd by someone with no experience whatsoever. I've never seen, never seen somebody that happy before. And now I've seen the same person that supposedly took this punch that honestly did not look hard at all in my eyes and literally just walk through him. You know, you can, call, you can say I'm wrong. You can say that you don't think it was fixed. In my personal opinion, I think that fight was fixed, whatever. It was one round. It was like a minute and a half in or something like that. And then, you know, Ben Askren's training partner, Tyrone Woodley, who is, again, I don't like Tyrone Woodley. Let me, let me explain that for a second and why I don't like Tyrone Woodley. I liked him a long time ago. You know, he, he was in the, he's been in the UFC for such a long time. He was in strike force. Now, <laughs> he got knocked out absolutely horrible by Nate Marquardt. If you guys look that fight up, um, that I mean, they would. <laughs> he got knocked out so bad, like he got elbowed and just absolutely knocked out. But then he went to the UFC, knocked out Jay Harone. Uh, I think he, yeah. Some let me look up right here. Uh, he knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. So he okay. The last fight in Strike Force, he he lost to Nate Marquardt by knockout, and then he beat Jay Harone, and then he lost to Jake Shields. Knocked the heck out of Koscheck, TKO'd with a leg kick. He exploded Carlos Condit's knee with a leg kick. Lost a decision to Rory McDonald. Then he went on this absolute tear. Don Young Kim, Kelvin Gastelum, Robbie Lawler. There was a draw against Stephen Thompson. I kind of think that Stephen Thompson won that fight, but then he came back in an immediate rematch and beat Stephen Thompson, who's a you know someone that I've known for a long time, very respected MMA fighter. Um, then he beat D Damian Maya, Dar Darren Till. Okay. When the reason I stopped liking Tyrone Woodley, so uh, I've met him in person. He is. Um, he is kind of all about himself. Don't care about other people type of person. Like unless you're in his close circle. Just very like, you know, I'm, I'm better than you type of personality. But that, you know, some people have that personality, whatever. But what finally got to me was when he, again, when he when he had the draw with Stephen Thompson, I truly believe that Stephen Thompson won that fight. His excuse for it, because everyone thought that he won the fight. Everyone thought that Stephen Thompson won the fight. And his immediate response was, everyone thinks that I lost because I'm black. And I didn't respect that at all. 
I really didn't. I that you know, he said that the UFC is a white dominant sport, which is one hundred percent not true. Number one, if you're talking about the fighters, um, at the time every champion was Brazilian. You had you had almost every champion was Brazilian at the time, and then you had uh, Cain Velasquez. Uh, not Cain Velasquez. Um, uh, you had a you had all Brazilians, and then you had him as the champion, who's American. And then you had um, uh, uh, one of the champs was a Mexican champion, and then one of them, uh, I think one of them was Canadian. I can't remember. But when when you look at it, all the champions of the UFC were not white. And then when you look at the fan base, if you ever been to a UFC fight, Brazilians show out. Like I don't know where you're getting this whole like where he was getting this whole backyard hillbilly fan base from, but that's not how it is. People thought you lost because we thought you lost. But then you came back and you won a majority decision against Stephen Thompson when there was no argument. But it's just one of those, I don't like his personality. I'm just not, I was never, I, I stopped being a fan of him. You know, after that whole thing, he started really annoying me. He started crying that they kept showing highlights of him getting knocked out by Nate Marquardt. You know, but that's, it's a highlight real knockout. It's going to happen as part of the sport. But anywho, so, but my thing is, you know, with the disrespect that Jake Paul was showing MMA and boxing, period, because it, it, it irks me when he says, this is easy. Oh, this is easy. I'm taking it by storm. They ain't nobody can beat me. Dude, you fought a YouTuber, an NBA, an old NBA player, and an old, already, you know, planned to retire MMA fighter coming off of hip surgery who's, number one, never been known for his striking in the first place. He's always been a wrestler. It's all he's ever done. You know, and, you know, you have never fought a boxer. And you're talking about being the best boxer in the world. And I can beat anybody. I'm the best. You know, it's just, it's absolutely aggravating to hear somebody talk like this. Now, the reason I'm so irritated with this fight, I think, you know, so we had, we were, we were watching Gilded together. We were, um, you know, streaming it in Gilded and me, DJ and Shadow were in there and you know we were talking about the fight. Uh I think DJ said it best. I think the best way that fight would have went was probably a draw. I I I would have had it as a draw, but at the same time, when you're looking at how they score fights, you can't look at the final I, I don't like looking at the final like stats like, oh he landed more in the entire fight. Because it's not scored by the entire... You don't score a fight by the entire fight. It's round by round. So what happened in every round? Number one, ring control... Ring control is a big thing when it comes to scoring. Whether it be in MMA, whether it be in boxing, kickboxing. If you're stalking your opponent and you're constantly walking him down, you are in control of the fight. If you're backing up, you are technically running from the fight. That's just how it is. Sure, you could be a counterpuncher... You know, that's fine. But the thing is, if you're constantly backing up, you're not trying to engage. You're not trying to, you know, really do anything. And the whole entire fight, Jake Paul was backing up the entire time. When Tyron Woodley landed, you knew he landed. He only hurt Jake Paul with the one fight, with the one punch where he sent him into the ropes, where if the ropes weren't there, he would have went down, would have been a knockdown, everything, right? So, Jake, Jake ends up, uh, yeah, so, 
every time he, I think he hit Woodley that I remember with like one overhand right that was very clean, but then Woodley came right forward and hit him with the left hook. Like it didn't even phase him. And then he hit him with like one good straight. And again, he walked right through it. Anything Jake threw, Tyron walked right through it. It didn't even phase him. Who cares? And, you know, so, but at the same time, again, when you're going off of scoring, I don't care about your end stats. Oh, he, he landed the higher percentage. He threw more, blah, blah. Who cares? Round by round, it's not, and also round by round, it's not, you know, the judges aren't looking at a score sheet that says, oh, well, it shows here that Jake Paul landed 30 punches and Tyron Woodley only landed 25. So, you know, he won. You have to look at the effectiveness of punches. Like, did, like, the punch affect them? Did they stumble? Did it move? make them move back? Every time Tyron Woodley threw, Jake Paul would basically run to the side or run away or back up. He didn't stand there and try and trade with them. And, it was, and he was always throwing off his back foot. That's why if you're throwing your, your power off of your back foot and you're moving backwards, that you're not going to knock somebody out. You get to put it, all your weight forward and put you know, your power into it. And that's why Tyron Willie was just walking through him like they were nothing. But, you know, Tyron Willie was stepping forward and putting his weight forward. That's why every time he landed, Jake Paul would feel it. And you could see he felt it. Now, I'm not saying that he, you know, Tyron Willie should have won every round or anything. I actually, so the, the, the game plan, if you didn't see it, Tyron Willie came out the first two rounds and basically took the first two rounds off. He basically took the first two rounds off. Took the first two rounds off and then, you know, wanted to see Jake, you know, get past the second round. Let's see how you do. Now, I'll give Jake the credit. You know, he took he took a, he took a lot of, you know, tough punches. He didn't get knocked out. He almost got knocked out. It, it should have been knocked down the one time, but the rope saved him. Um, but he was tired, man. People don't understand. This is what I was explaining to DJ when we were in the thing. People talk about, oh, I spar 24 rounds. I spar 10 rounds. I spar 12 rounds all the time. I spar. I spar. Sparring is not fighting. You don't have the same adrenaline in the comfort of your gym around your friends and teammates. Number one, when you're sparring, you're not going 100%. You're not trying to knock out your sparring partner. You guys are going maybe 70%. Sometimes you might guys might get a little heated and go about 90%, but you're not trying to absolutely murder your your you know, your teammate and training partner like you are your opponent in the ring. And also, people don't understand the adrenaline dump that you go through sometimes when you walk out in front of a crowd of people. Now, number one, you know, Jake was walking into, you know, a crowd of 16,000 people in his hometown. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of adrenaline. And one of the worst, one of the scariest, not scariest moments, but like one of the, you know, worst moments is the hype that you go through walking out to the ring and you know everyone's high-fiving you and you're walking out there like you know you feel like you're the man everyone's cheering for you and everything then you get in the ring and you have to sit there for like five or ten minutes bouncing around while they're announcing your name your opponent's name and you're you're you the adrenaline's kind of coming down because you're not doing anything and then as the fight starts and you know you're about to get in it your adrenaline goes skyrocketing again it's it's called an adrenaline dump and you end up losing a lot of energy because you 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 know expelled that energy so much in just the pre-fight buildup, you know. So I think that had a little bit to do with it, uh, why he was gassed, you know, because Jake is young, he's in good shape. Um, and I, as I said, I'll give him credit. I'll give him. I, I I will give him credit that he went in there with the Hall of Fame, you know, 
Former welterweight champion. Yes, he's 39 years old. He is older. He's not as slow. He's not as fast as he used to be. He slowed down a little bit. He still looked good. He's in great shape. Uh, did not look phased at all after eight rounds. He looked like he could have gone another four easily and been fine. Jake was huffing and puffing just trying to hang on. And I can't stand the way they're allowing people to hug so much nowadays. Yes, dirty boxing is a thing. 100%. It's part of the game. But like the way that they're hugging, like as soon as somebody starts throwing punches at him and they're like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, and they just hold on and then won't let go. It's, it's one of the things for me that gets me highly aggravated. I get highly aggravated with that stuff. I'm just like, this is, this is not that you should be at least warned or docked points for stalling in, in my you know honest opinion. You should be. You should be docked points or something like that for stalling because that's not fighting. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's just not fun to watch. If I was a promoter, I would not like that. But no, what, what really got to me, what irritated me was after the fight, you know, Jake wanted to sit there. So, okay. For people that didn't see any of the buildup or anything like that, number one, no, I did not order it. Just saying. Um, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. I, I just won't support, you know, that kind of you know, sideshow stuff with my own hard-earned money. I'll let somebody else buy it, and I'll watch it off of them. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just one of those things where it, it comes down to a respect thing. But after the fight was over, for anyone that didn't see the buildup, they said something. Tyron Woodley is like, don't disrespect my mom. That's like his best friend, whatever. They said something to his mom before, you know, at the weigh-ins. It went way too far. Uh, you know, the, the promoting went way too far. And, you know, so he was trying, Jake Paul's been trying to make up for it, like, kind of ever since. He was trying to be respectful and, you know, the day of the fight, you know, and then afterwards he was, like, being very respectful to him. And he claims, oh, he only hit me with one good shot. Like, you know, one good shot doesn't, one good shot doesn't make you run for eight rounds, in my opinion. But he, uh, basically, he's already trying to talk about, you know, oh, I need to take time off. You know, I've been fighting for the last 18 months and blah, blah, blah. See that? And that's one thing that, that irritates me as well. Yes, you were already rich off of YouTube and everything like that. But, you know, you're like, oh, I'm 24. I'm still changing and developing. And I want to find out what I want to do and blah, 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 blah. Like, dude, you want to be a fighter, bro. Like, these fighters fight like six, seven times a year to try and get their name out there, especially in boxing. That's why boxing has such a higher, a higher record number. When you see people's fights, they're like, oh, 40, 40 and 0, 40 and 5, whatever. You know, in MMA, Seeing someone more than 20 fights is very rare because of medical and state, state sanctions. Like, after you fight, dude, you got to be off for six months, and, and you're not allowed to fight. But you're still fighting when you're when you're um, winning in MMA. It's, it's very rare to see someone more than three times a year because they'll fight in, like, in January and then be off for four months at least, depending on how bad they, they got beat up in the fight or their medical or whatever. And then they'll fight again, be off for four months, and then they'll fight again, and they're off to the following year, unless they fight at the very end of the year. In, in boxing, which is I find it crazy because you take way more hits in boxing than you do in MMA. 
I mean, imagine getting hit in your head 300 times. I mean, that's not good for your brain. But it's just different rule sets for MMA versus boxing. But you're sitting here, you're four fights in. You fought, again, a YouTuber, an old MMA NBA star that's never fought before. And you fought an MMA fighter that's not known for striking whatsoever that just came off a of hip surgery months before you fought and was going to retire anyways, which I, I truly believe they threw the fight. And then you fought Tyron Woodley. Now, here's the thing. Tyron Woodley has a powerful right hand. He has never been a boxer. He's never been, you know, an incredible striker. That anyone's, the only thing he ever had was a strong right hand, which he would use because he's a wrestler. So he would overhand right and shoot for a takedown. Every, but if his right hand landed, you're probably going to go out because he has, he's very strong. So, no, he's not known for jabbing and setting things up, feinting his punches. He's not known for throwing three-punch combinations. He's known for throwing a wild overhand right and grabbing your legs, taking you down, and pounding the crap out of you. So, again, you, you have not fought somebody with a true striking background who is going to go out there and... Because every time Woodley landed a jab, like, Jake Paul would do... Believe it or not, this is something that's, that's normal. You know, you need to learn how to get punched and try and keep your eyes open. Because if you get jabbed, as soon as you close your eye, there's another punch coming behind it and you need to see where it's coming from. He instantly would put his hands up and just close his eyes and pray that he can get out of there. But Tyron Woodley only really has a right hand. So you knew if you moved to your left into the right hand, just to keep your left arm up to block the punch. Or if you get jabbed, run to the right where you know you'll be running away from the right hand. It's not that hard to study that fight. Like if someone like me who, who's actually had experience were to train how to box Tyron Woodley, keep your left hand up and move to your right. That's all you need to do. Like that's, that's number one. That is the main thing you have to do. I'm not saying Tyron Woodley's not skilled at all. I'm not saying he doesn't have experience. But if you go and watch the fight, that's all he was looking for was that right hand. The same way he used to do it in MMA. You're not fighting someone who, you know, is from the boxing world, who knows how to jab, double jab, you know, throw a little lead uppercut or throw a rear uppercut and then left hook. It, it, you have to basically lead your opponent into making a mistake. And the fight that we just watched is two guys looking for the same punch, the right hand, barely throwing jabs, barely setting things up, not doing what the science is behind boxing. There were two dudes that only have power in one hand, and that was it. And that's why, that's why, again, I won't pay for it. It's not a good showcase for boxing. Boxing has been on a decline. Boxing has been on a decline for years. I mean, I think <sighs> boxing when it took a, a really, really bad dive for me was, I'm trying to look it up right here. I can tell you exactly what year it was that I was like, nope, this is all bad. When Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao lost to Timothy Bradley. Okay. Now, Timothy Bradley is a great boxer. Let's not get that mistaken at all. Timothy, Timothy Bradley is a great boxer. Okay. Now, I remember watching this fight. I used to order uh, all the MMA fights. I used to order a lot of the boxing fights. 
you know, I was, you know, big, huge, every weekend was fighting. There's a fight on almost every weekend. And when he fought Timothy Bradley, Manny Pacquiao won 11 rounds out of that fight. I've watched that fight probably six times because I can't believe that he lost that fight. I gave him 11 rounds, if not maybe 10, only because he, you know, Manny Pacquiao was beating Timothy Bradley so bad. He was beating him so bad that he actually took off the 10th round and threw like two punches. He was like, all right, I'm up like 10 rounds. I'm taking a round off just to, get, you know, make sure I can last, you know, through his onslaught that he's going to come out in the 12th round with so I don't, you know, you know, get knocked out pretty much. They gave Timothy Bradley the split decision. They literally gave him the split decision. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like I literally couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they go out there and it was, I actually turned off. I actually turned off, uh, the fight because I assumed that they were going to give it to Manny Pacquiao. I didn't care what they had to say afterwards. Then I get the notification on my phone. that says, Timothy Bradley takes down Manny Pacquiao. Uh, first time he's lost. The first time he's lost since like 2005 or whatever. And I was like, wait, what? Excuse me? I turn it back on and sure enough, there he is. And Manny Pacquiao is just standing there smiling so confused. That's when it started to really take a turn. And then... It just got to the point where fights were just, whether you want to agree or not, they were fixed. There was some, like, I, and I personally think the reason that certain fights were fixed was they wanted to sell certain fighters, right? But also because they wanted you to, to fight harder and go for the knockout. So you want, there, there is no argument when it comes to the judges. But the thing is, when you get two experienced boxers who've been doing this their whole life, they know it's, it's, it's honestly not that common to see two top guys go at it and one of them gets knocked out. They know how to play for points. They know how to play it safe. It's just, it's not as easy as you think to, you know, knock somebody out. The same way, even though, Jay, you know, okay, here, here's another here's another thing about Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. Sure, Tyron Woodley has all this experience. You know, sure, he's been in there with some, some great, great strikers and this and that. It's not very easy to train for Jake Paul right now because you have like no film on him, so you're not really used to what he does and what his bread and butter is and all this other stuff. And the way he defends is not traditional. It's very awkward. It's not there there's not a lot of studying that you can do on Jake Paul. So people thinking that it's easy for someone to go out there and just knock somebody out, especially when they're running away from you, is not true. Not as easy as people think. Again, fighting is not easy. In, Going out there, like, like everyone, everyone says they're going to go out there and knock their opponent out. They're trying to sell the fight. It's not as easy as you think. I mean, realistically, you can have somebody like me who has little little experience, you know, somewhat experience, go in there with somebody who is the top-ranked person in the world. Doesn't mean I'm going to get knocked out. I mean, granted, at my weight and how slow I am right now, probably would, but it's not guaranteed humans naturally defend themselves and if you want to turtle up the whole time doesn't mean you're going to get knocked out you might get TKO but you're not going to get knocked out but no boxing's been 
having issues for a long time. Uh, it was fixed fights. People aren't entertained by it. Floyd Mayweather was, you know, ducking opponents for the longest time. I don't think he's the best boxer ever. Um, he he fought Manny Pacquiao like five years late, to where to where Manny Pacquiao was way past his prime. I'm looking at this right here. So he lost Manny Pacquiao lost Timothy Bradley, and then got knocked out by uh, Juan Marquez, and then he beat Brandon, Brandon Rios, Timothy Bradley. He avenged his loss, and then Chris Algar Algari Algari uh, I don't know. Then he fought he fought Floyd Mayweather Jr. at 36 years old in 2015. That fight should have happened like three to four years ago. And that's why people think that fight was fixed with Timothy Bradley. Because if he would have beat Timothy Bradley, if he would have fought Timothy Bradley, they wanted to set up Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. Everyone was calling for it. But for whatever reason... They didn't want Floyd Mayweather to fight Manny Pacquiao at that time. I'm looking at it right here because he lost the WBO welterweight title to Timothy Bradley. I'm trying to see when when Floyd won. Yeah, so here it is. Manny Pacquiao lost that belt to Timothy Bradley in 2012. And then shortly after... Shortly after, in the beginning of 2013, he got the WBC welterweight title. Floyd Mayweather did. And then they didn't fight again until, you know, 2015. Three or four years later after they originally, everybody was calling for them to fight. And Manny Pacquiao was already slowing down. And like I said, you know, everyone paid so much money. So much money for Manny Pacquiao versus... Floyd Mayweather again. I didn't buy it. Went to a friend's house. Don't even care. <laughs> Literally, don't don't care. Uh, I'm not spending money on it. I already knew it was gonna happen. I called Floyd to win. I even I wanted Manny Pacquiao to win. But boxing's been going downhill. That's why you had Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. That's why you're having TikTok versus YouTube. That's why you're having Jake Paul selling out. Jake Paul has sold more pay per views than Canelo has recently, which is insane. He's trying to be the Tito Ortiz of boxing right now where you order his fights because you want to see him get knocked out. People are not ordering Jake Paul fights to see Jake Paul win. They are ordering Jake Paul fights to see him get knocked out. I don't know of anybody that's actually a Jake Paul fan who actually can sit here and say that he's a great boxer. He has what it takes to be a world champ, an actual world champion as real boxers. I will give the, the kid credit that he is better than people think. But he is picking and choosing his opponents. He is disrespecting the sport by calling it easy, trying to act like he's best boxer out there. Sure, you're trying to sell yourself, but I'm sorry, you you need to understand. Someone around you needs to. Somebody around you needs to explain to you what you're doing and how you're being disrespectful. That's my biggest problem. You're supposedly training with these amazing people and you know, world, world-class hall of famers, all this other stuff. And you're not respecting the sport or the history of the sport. That's my problem. But that's my rant. 
that is my rant. I I, I, I watched this fight, and I just honestly was so irritated. I was like, you know what? I'm firing up a freaking podcast right now so I can rant about this. You can ask Shadows exactly what I said. But I hope somebody... I, I want to see Jake Paul fight somebody that is an actual boxer who actually boxes, not a former MMA fighter, not, an, uh, not a retired boxer coming back, uh, I want to see him fight somebody his own age. I want to see him fight somebody that's an actual boxer who has boxing experience. Even if it's a boxer that only that is only four and zero, just like him, doesn't need to be a twenty six and zero boxer. You know, somebody that's been boxing, somebody that's four and zero. If he really wants to start calling himself one of the best out there, that he could be one of the best. Prove me wrong. That's that's where that's where I'm at with this whole Jake Paul thing. Like, I I may not like somebody, I may not be a fan of somebody, but I'll always give them the respect. And number one, the biggest respect you'll get from me is actually getting in that ring. So I give him all the credit in the world for actually getting in there and trying to back up all of the crap that he's been talking. But I have not truly been in that. Imp- you can tell that he's been training. You can tell that he's putting in work. But he doesn't show. There's nothing that I see that I'm amazed by. It gets me to the point where, like, dude, I need to get in shape and challenge this dude. Like, that's how I'm going to get Twitch famous. <laughs> oh, I would, dude, if he came calling, I'd take it. And you know what? I would donate the whole purse to charity. Screw it. I don't even care. Sign the contract. <laughs> no, but seriously, I give the guy the respect for getting in there. That's the biggest battle itself is actually making that walk and getting in that ring. The work in the gym, the work in the gym is very hard it's not easy but the mental the mental game at the weigh-in the mental game when you're walking to the ring when you're in there that's the fun part that's when you have the most fun but as for saying it's easy none of it's easy it's not easy and you know like i said whoever he has around him needs to explain to him why it's disrespectful anyways guys thank you for listening to my rant if you guys have a difference of opinion please let me know that i suck i appreciate it uh if you guys are on itunes make sure you guys leave us a review but, you know it really helps us out thank you guys to all spotify podbean liking the liking the stream on podbean thank you guys for sharing the stream with your friends thank you guys for, for hanging out with me every week As it is Monday, have a great rest of your week, everybody. As always, stay safe, stay blessed. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.